2: Hello, everybody, and welcome along to the 25th anniversary running of the Matul Patilamont at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. John Hainoff and Jeremy Shaw in the Haggerty Global Broadcast booth. I would say I'm looking down on the start-finish stripe, but I can't see it because, as ever, full of spectators on the start-finish line here. The grid... The Oatman grid that has been so much a part of uh, ALMS and IMSA racing in full effect. In fact, we're just starting to clear one or two people off. Extra little bit of attraction as well as the uh, full 43 car grid for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship season finale for 2022. We've also got four of the new GTP cars. Static display at the back of the grid just at the exit of turn... Number 12, uh, in order, it is Acura, BMW, Cadillac and Porsche. They're in alphabetical order. Very nice. No favourites being played there. A BMW and the Cadillac are show cars. Um, uh, but the Acura and the Porsche are real cars. Three of those manufacturers, all of them by the Porsche 963, will be out on the track on Monday. And we'll have some reports for you. Uh, on that over on RS1 in the early part of the week and in in, uh, mid-week motorsport. That's the new era. We're going to say goodbye to the DPIs in this race after a wonderful uh, almost 60 races that uh, those cars have competed. So what's coming up then in the next half an hour or so? We'll have our Porsche keys to the race. Jeremy Shaw will bring you the whole grid We've got some drama already, if you weren't with us earlier on. Who's going to change tyres? Who might have to change tyres? Will grid positions change? Will championship points disappear? And at the front of the field, the two Acuras are battling for the 2022 championship. Let's head down to the grid now. I was going to say the put lane. To the grid, uh, where Shea Adam is standing by, taking in the atmosphere uh, and you'll be able to tune in as well on 98.1 FM around the circuit and channel 207 on Sirius XM for the rest of the afternoon. sheer Adam, good afternoon. Oh, sorry, good morning as it still is. Uh, what a beautiful day. 21 Celsius or 70 degrees fahrenheit uh those who didn't come are going to be kicking themselves now this is perfect <laughs> weather
3: it is an ideal race day john and what could be better here at road atlanta michelin raceway road atlanta for motul petit Lamont. gotta start with a hometown hero brian sellers this isn't your home track but it's 15 minutes from your house so it kind of is a home track you've won this race twice before madison uh, madison snow i almost did it again i almost made him a part of your family he is um he put it on pole again what does it mean for you guys to start not only at the front of the field, but on the second row ahead of almost all the other GTD Pro cars?
4: Well, it's really great. I mean, and I got to start by saying that the crowd is phenomenal. The weather is great, and uh, love that everyone's out here today. It's such a good feel. This is what makes this event so special. You know, like the late, great Don Pando said, it's for the fans, and this is just always such the perfect representation of that. Um, as far as the race goes, I mean, it's amazing. Madison had just a phenomenal lap. I mean, we, we were able to test here a couple weeks ago uh, just before the testing band came into play the two weeks, so we're safe. Um, and we were able to learn a lot, and it looks like it kind of rolled forward so far into, into this weekend. The temperatures now are quite a bit hotter than what we've seen so far, so we're not really sure how that's going to affect things. Luckily, everyone's in that same boat. Um, so, you know, for us a big thing was when we got here we didn't have to really fine-tune the car a whole lot we made one or two changes to kind of address some issues we were having in long runs and then we were able just to run through drivers and I think that's the big thing you need to be able to do in these long races be able to put everybody in the car so they're comfortable by the time the race comes around and um, you know we've all been pretty good so far so now now we now we get to the real part and we see what happens we see where everyone else looks like in their race pace where we look like in our race pace and then we try and build from there you know Luckily, with it being a long race, you have some time to make some super small adjustments if you need to. Things that we think can help uh, as the race unfolds. But we're happy, obviously. Super proud of Madison.
3: This is the home race not only for you. I mean, your parents are here, uh, Doug and Barb. Your kids are here, Mila and Liam. But this is the home race for Paul Miller Racing. All the crew guys have family support here. Do you feel all that extra love coming into this race weekend?
4: Well, it's yes, you do. Um, The short answer is yes, you do. It's pretty special when you come into the, the paddock in the morning and, you know, the crew guys have their significant others, their parents, and some of them have their kids, and you just, you know, it's a moment that, you know, there aren't really a lot of words to describe because all of a sudden you get to bring in everybody that supports you for the full year and allow them to experience what you get to experience. And, and, you know, while they are putting in the hours at home, while we're on the road, it's nice for them to be able to see what they allow us to do, you know. And, And so... Those moments are so few and far between and they're so special and you know the further you kind of get into the sport and the longer you're lucky enough to be a part of it the more you appreciate those moments and getting to share those moments. So yes, it is it's great to be a home event and have everyone be here.
3: Brian, good luck to you today and the whole number 1 Paul Miller Racing BMW crew.
4: Thank you. Appreciate it. Everyone have a good day.
3: And now to the other end of the grid where uh, my family for the day, Nick Damon is lingering at the head.
5: Yeah, up with the O2 car, second on the uh, grid today, with Ryan Hunter. Oh, Ryan, it's a, a true family day for you as well. The, the little Hunter Rays are here.
6: Yeah, absolutely. My, uh, my biggest supporters, especially when I put on the race suit, uh, it's amazing how, uh, how that switches on. But, no, it's great. Uh, Petit Le Mans, This is uh, amazing weather. Can't really ask for a better setting.
5: You're the, uh, the third driver, effectively, coming to join this team. How, what, what is your role, really? Is it, is it to, you know, Do you do a full third of the race or do you give you a couple of hours? How is that decided? Basically, um, you know, you, you come in, you have, to ap- you have
6: to go be on the pace immediately. You have to do the job of the full-time drivers, and uh, especially with the competitiveness of this category at this time in this era of sports car racing, it's not, there's no endurance to it anymore. It's all sprint racing, and, uh, so you really got to be on it. Um, and obviously, you have to hand it off to the full-time drivers. It's their championship. Hand the car back off to finish the race. So um, I'll do as I'm told is to do it as fast as possible.
5: And obviously one thing we're really all surprised about is there's going to be no need for wet tires today. Yeah, no need for wets. We thought this was going to be a rainout
6: this weekend, so it's interesting that, uh, that it all worked out for us. Our prayers and thoughts are with everybody in southwest Florida, you know, recovering from that. So, hey, maybe we'll, uh, we'll go get a win in their honor.
3: Thanks, Ryan. Thanks a lot. Back down here in the GT world, I found a familiar voice to listeners of MC Radio and Radio Le Mans on the other side of the pond, Piers Phillips. Piers, for BMW Team RLL, it has been a phenomenal year in terms of looking towards the future, and the future is finally here. The DPI, the uh, as it is, will be sent off at the end of this race And then it's GTP going forward. The car on display for the first time today looks awesome. How much fun, first off, has it been to be a part of a brand new baby from nothing?
0: Oh, it's been amazing. I mean, it's been an incredibly collaborative, um, you know, organization. between RLL, BMW, Delora, who are actually uh, manufacturing the, the chassis. It's been a long time in the making, you know, and it's been a lot of work, a lot of sleepless nights. Um, but everyone's super, super excited about the opportunity with the championship. You know, there's some great manufacturers going to compete. And, you know, I keep telling my guys... Uh, when we hit Daytona next year, we're not going racing. We're literally going to war every weekend, but it's been fabulous. And, you know, for us at RLL, with the, uh, with the journey uh, that the team's on, you know, obviously we have our IndyCar program, which is expanding. And to take, what, 14 years of GT racing and step into the next, uh, you know, the next situation in prototypes for us is absolutely fabulous. And what a better, you couldn't do it with a better partner.
3: No, exactly. And it's something that I know you all are really looking forward to.
0: It's a completely different challenge because as we all know the tracks are completely different and different challenges and different cultures and things to deal with but... um we're, you know we 're we're in it you know, very deeply from that standpoint, and uh, I think we 've got fourteen tests here before we hit Daytona, you know or something like that, plan something crazy, but you know there's, uh, with everything with, with new series and new cars and new technologies there 's always a lot of downtime while you figure things out but i 'm um, really, really pleased, and you know with Andy Roos, the boss of m sport we 're really um, uh, really excited about the future and see where we get to when we get to Daytona.
3: All right, coming back to GT, it's been a more difficult year for the GTD Pro dealing with this M4 GT3. Very different machine from what we dealt with in GTLM. What's been the biggest difference on your side?
0: I think for us, um, obviously, you know, completely different chassis from what we've been used to. Um, different sort of available technologies. You know, GTLM car, very, very complicated car, and you know, the, the GTD, GT Pro class, you know, aimed at being maybe a little bit more simplistic to run. We've been doing a lot of sort of development work for BMW to help the other customer teams. So it's been uh, it's been a different challenge for us. You know, um, our goal was and try and get a customer team to help a customer team win the championship. And, you know, our guys have done an awesome job with that. But uh, just a different set of challenges. But that's part of having a race team. You know, you've got to adapt and you've got to take, you know, take the positives from every challenge that you get. And I think our team's handled it really well.
3: I'll be slightly controversial here the last time we had an endurance race oh uh, no it's beneficial to you last time we had an endurance race gtd pro the car that crossed the line first was a bmw so good luck replicating that today
0: yeah thank you i think we're in a good you know in a good position the guys are really happy with the car eric and all the engineers have done a great job as usual and you know the three guys jesse john and connor um, what an awesome lineup they they all know how to win they all know how to win around here and you know drive fast and this is a long race you know it starts at midday but you really start racing at six, seven o'clock at night when the temps drop and it gets a bit crazy. But, you know, we'll uh, we'll do our best, try and keep the pit stops clean and, and quick and,
3: uh, and see where we end up later on. Good luck today, Piers. And thanks for the chat.
0: Thank you very much.
5: Back towards the sharp end. Uh, a quick, quick word with Loic de out of the uh, number five. Look, how do you feel it's going so far this weekend?
7: Uh, pretty good. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, we had some ups and downs, but uh, every time we've been able to be competitive in practice, like Daytona, Sebring, and here, we've always been doing well. So, I mean, so far the, the, the weekend was, was pretty good. In every practice we've been competitive. In qualifying yesterday, Tristan did a, a really good job. Could have been even better than P4. So, no, I mean, uh, really looking forward to the race
5: and looking forward beyond that obviously you've got your finger in many racing pies in in, in WEC and, and, and uh, LMS and obviously here as well how do you see what Lerke Duval is doing and, and your burgeoning team go the next uh, year or so
7: I mean I mean, you, you, you guys know that uh, the, the racing in the US is special uh, I mean uh, it's, it's good uh, I mean uh, we, we have a chance to, to win all the races because of the the way uh, the way the structure is, and the way you, uh, we, you we develop, you know, with the the yellows and stuff like that, and the, the team here has been doing a really good job in terms of uh, operating, you know, during the the, the races. Uh, no mistakes, you know, pit up were quick and then consistent. So, no, I think uh, you know it's the it's the last race of a, a great era uh, here and uh, on on such a nice track. And I think uh, the all the DPI are really close in terms of performance. So I think the the racing that we're going to have ahead of us, it's going to be. Intense and uh, yeah, there is a, a championship which can be decided also uh, tonight. So, I mean, uh, really looking forward to that race.
5: And looking, so looking further forward, where do you see yourself and, the t- and your, your team next year? You know, are you going to be here? You're going to be in Europe? You're going to be both? Are you going to be in GTP or, or Hypercar or, or just in P2? Uh,
7: you know, I'm, I'm more a prototype guy, definitely. Uh, even though the, the racing, even in GTA, is it, it, super nice, but I think I have a little bit more to, to give in, in prototype. I'm I'm contracted with uh, with Peugeot, uh, which makes our life a bit more difficult, you know, to be able to to race here in the top class, for sure. Uh, The constructors which are involved here are not really keen to have uh, some guys who are doing work with another constructor to be jumping in their car, and it's the same the other way around, you know, I mean, Peugeot is not really keen that I drive another for another constructor here, so this makes the the life difficult, but uh, I would love to be be racing in the U.S., Uh, I think... uh, the Honduras racing is uh, is really great here and uh, if I have an opportunity uh, to be at least at Daytona with a, with a P2 and maybe for the long races, that would be awesome, but uh, I don't know yet on those plans.
5: Looking, just briefly talking about the Persia, you've had a couple of, well, racing tests, effectively. Yeah. I mean, is it going in the right direction? You seem to have had a lot of niggling problems, but is that what you expect?
7: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I mean, uh, as you can hear here and there, it's, it's not easy for all the constructors which are coming. Uh, we took the decision to go racing and I think it was the right call, you know, I think it's important to go racing, it's a new team also with new mechanics and stuff like that, so I think it was good for us to, to learn also being under pressure, you know, and uh, you know, just being able to respect timing is, is some pressure, you know, when normally you just go testing, you know, you start at 9 o'clock, but then maybe you delay at 9.30 here, we cannot do when you go racing, so that's something which was really important, uh, it was a massive improvement from Monza to uh, uh, to the last race in Fuji in terms of reliability, I think we're going to go even even better for, for the last race in, in Bahrain, and uh, in terms of performance, we're also getting better, so I think it was definitely the right call uh, you know, I think it was planned also for Porsche to, to join in Bahrain, and they are, they are not joining it shows how difficult the things are but I'm pretty happy with uh, what we have achieved so far, and uh, the direction we are going with Peugeot. Well, thanks a lot mate Thank, Thank you, you.
3: Last year, it was an Aston Martin that was on the top step of the podium for a GT3 representation. Well, we're going to try and do that again this year, aren't we, Ross Gunn? Uh, it's a little bit different, though, running in GTD Pro than GTD.
8: Yeah, for sure. The, the competition level is ever so slightly higher. I mean, the, the, the grid in GTD is still incredibly high, but we've got some really good factory teams that we're up against, so we're going to give it a good go. We're, we've had, a, a you know at times, a tough season this year, but it's great to end the season at Michelin Road, Atlanta. It's uh, an awesome circuit. It suits the car pretty well in some ways and uh we won here last year so the aim is to try and repeat that
3: for you and alex you've had big wins this year in terms of the shortest race of the year at long beach and then the sailing six hours at the glen how do you put those two together to try and make it last for 10
8: hours Uh, to be honest in racing you have to have uh as as well as good pace you need to have a lot of luck and um in some of those races that we won this year we did have some luck we have to be realistic so of of course We need some of that today, Um, but it's all about keeping clean, trying not to get in unnecessary fights early on. The first eight hours is really about survival and making sure we're hitting the right fuel numbers and we're we're, we're keeping the car clean. And then at the end of the race, that's when you'll see the the sun go down and everybody start to put their foot down as well. So um, looking forward to it.
3: That's when the elbows come out a little bit more. Now, you and I, before, when we were off mic, we're talking about Maxime Martin, the magician of saving fuel. He's announced that this is his last race with Aston Martin. It's a bit sad, but in terms of what you've learned from him about this car, how has that helped you as a driver of an Aston Martin?
8: Yeah, to be honest, obviously, I'm still quite young in my GT career. I've only been in in, uh, as a professional for four or five years, and when I became a professional, Maxime just joined Aston Martin, And he's been a real honor to work with throughout the the five years. You know, I obviously did a couple of races with him earlier this year, but uh, he's an awesome guy. He's very experienced, very quick. Um, There's many techniques that I've learned off him, and uh, it's for sure very sad to see him leave the team and caught me by surprise a little bit. I was, you know, a little bit surprised that he was going to leave, but um, hopefully one day I'll be able to be with him in some capacity again. And, uh, yeah, I wish him all the best
3: good luck in today's
5: race though ross thank you very much just trying to grab a quick word with uh, tom blomquist our pole sitter as he uh, walks up to the car a lot of the drivers coming out very late to the cars actually with the fields clearing we, we were avoiding us tom coming out so late
9: well, no point being too early right um no i mean just getting ready for the race obviously we have got a long 10 hours ahead of us so uh yeah we need a rest <laughs> you know it's pretty uh it's pretty intense in the cockpit, and, um, yeah, so just make sure we're in good shape.
5: Obviously, there's a race to win, but more importantly, there's a championship to win, and you and you have an advantage, don't you, because we know there's an issue with the other Acura with, regarding tyres.
9: Yeah, but, I mean, if it was a short race, maybe it would be a bit, you know, a bit more of an issue for them, but uh, we know that, they're, yeah, maybe it compromises them at the start, but, uh, you know, they'll be there. They'll be there. They're always there. You know, that's why they're in this position, right? So uh, they're a very strong outfit, and, uh, yeah, we won't be taking anything for granted today.
5: Leading, leading off is, is the best place in the roadlands You've got the best chance of staying out of trouble.
9: Yeah, it's definitely nicer to be uh, leading the field to green and, and hopefully we, we keep that uh, for the start and uh, just then you can manage the traffic maybe in, a, in, in your own way sort of thing. But uh, yeah, like I said, it's 10 hours, so uh, I don't expect to be out, you know, or hope to be out in front the whole race, but, uh, you know, we know that's not realistic.
5: I mean, how, how hard are you prepared to fight the Cadillacs? Because, yeah, you know, it doesn't really matter in some ways. They go past you, does it?
9: No, we just got to be smart. Um, you know, obviously we'd love to win the race, but uh, we've got, there's a bigger goal here um, for us, and that's obviously a championship. So, yeah, we just got to, you know, play our cards right, do a smart race. I think we've been driving relatively well all year. You know, both of us, the teams, operating extremely well. So, yeah, we just got to keep doing what we've been doing, and hopefully that, you know, pays in our favour come the end of it.
5: Acura never won this race, um, and the new car is just down the road, so uh, could send off the car with a win.
9: Well, it would be fantastic, right? Um, yeah, it would be fantastic to, to win this race. I know it's actually one of my favourites. Uh, you know, I love it, the fans, you know, so many spectators here. The venue as well, the track, super cool. Running, driving into the night, uh, everything makes it so special. Um, but, yeah, we've, like, there's a big picture for us, so let's see. Thanks very much, Tom.
3: On Ferrari World, down uh, almost to the stage, so almost halfway down the grid, but uh, it's James Collado. You don't stay down the grid very long. The last time you raced here at Petit Le Mans was a victory, so 2019 pole position to a victory. Does it make it more difficult now when you're fighting with all the GT cars instead of just a very select group?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, firstly, it's great to be back, and uh, it's nice that the, the sun is shining. It wasn't expected at the start of the week, so that's good. Um, but yeah, we qualified P4 uh, in class, 5 overall, so... Uh, struggling a little bit on pace but um, yeah like you say the uh, the gt 3s are a little bit more tough than the gt's uh, quite a different car uh, to drive and um, yeah it's a, it's a different approach to the race as well so um, let's see um, I've, I've had good success here before two, two wins and um, you know the uh, the team are, two, team are rooted for me to, to, to do the same job so uh, yeah fingers crossed and uh, we'll give it our all
3: two wins three years apart so that means that this year you're due i'd just like to say that put that out there uh try to keep the pattern going we don't get you racing in them so very often but when we do we always love having you here do you enjoy racing in this series
1: yeah it's um, i always say to the guys it's, uh, it's it's one of my favorite championships to be in i think the racing's amazing the uh, the way it's, uh, the organization handles the the you know the racing is is great it puts on a show and that's what we like to like to see you know and um yeah, it's, it's great to be back, and uh, fingers crossed next year we uh, we start again in Daytona.
3: Giuseppe Ricci earlier in the week hinted to us that he's interested in coming back in a prototype form running here in IMSA. How much would you love to be a part of that program?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, behind the scenes it's quite political of, of what's going on, but uh, the dream would be to, to bring the... Uh, the LMH, or the, you call it the GTP, uh, to, to, to Daytona and get the outright win. I think um, you know, that would be a, a dream come true, but obviously we've got to concentrate in Europe at the moment, see if uh, you know, we can get some good results there, and then uh, yeah, hopefully we, we come here. Good luck here today first. Thank you very much. Thank you.
5: Wander down to P2 land. Um, a lot of the drivers now getting suited and booted, so I'm going to talk to, um, oh no, I can have a quick word with, uh, with Stephen Thomas. Who, Stephen, who spectacularly put the P2 car on pole. That was a lap and a half, wasn't it?
8: It was a lot of fun. We had a great car. Tim did a great job, our engineer, putting it together, and Tristan Nunez gave me some great advice along with my coach, Ross Bentley, and yeah, we were able to put it on pole. It was fun.
5: I mean, this number 11 team is really strong. But it's, I mean, it's interesting for me because, obviously, I normally do European race. I'm not used to seeing the gentleman drivers qualifying and starting.
8: Yeah, that's, it's a lot of fun. You know, I race in the WEC too, and I, that's what I miss over there is the ability to qualify. Here, qualifying is just awesome because and then you get all the gentlemen starting the race together, which is a lot of fun for us. Um, is it, is it, are you going to leave
5: plenty of space between yourself and the, uh, the <laughs> DPs at the start, or do they just disappear anyway?
8: They pretty much disappear anyway. I mean, I'll try to get up on them, but I mean, they just have so much getaway. They're gonna,
2: they're gonna go pretty quick. Thanks, Stephen. Michelin countdown to green for Matul Patilamon 2022. Nick Dierman and Shea Adam down there. On the grid, Andrew Marriott will join them in the pit lane through the course of the 10 hours in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. It's me, John Hindhoff, and Jeremy Shaw. Some great interviews, some great comments. We have got a fabulous set of drivers, considered comments from all of them there, and from Piers Phillips, the the, uh, president of racing operations for Rahal Letterman, Lanigan. Uh, Full feed, forty three. few drivers seeing this is going to be a bit mental. One said to me the other day, I think we'll see the psycho pin pulled. Well, <laughs> let's uh, hope, hope not early on. Uh, here's the famous piece of music as Jeremy Shaw runs down the 43.
10: So the 25th Motul Petit Le Mans, the final round of this year's Imsa WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. 43 cars on the grid, 7 DPIs, 6 LMP2s, 8 LMP3s, 7 GTD Pro and 15 GTD. Let's run down the order. There will be a split start, so the prototypes will start ahead of all the GTD cars, whether Pro or or, or non-pro, and they are they will line up in the order in which they qualified, based on time, not on fact whether, whether they're pro or non-pro. So starting at the back, a couple of cars that had problems yesterday in qualifying. The number 66, Gradient Racing Acura NSX GT3, that will be started by Till Beckelsheimer. Ahead of him on the grid, also with problems, the Turner Motorsport BMW M4 GT3. Car Number 96 starting driver is Robbie Foley. On the 21st row of the grid, Nick Bool, Nick Boole in car kind of number 99, the Team Hardpoint Porsche 911 GT3R. Alongside the Aston Martin Vantage GT3 for Magnus Racing car kind of number 44 is John Potter. Brendan Irieb will start car kind of number 70, that's the Inception Racing McLaren 720S GT3. For company on that row the Ferrari 488 GT3 for Settler Racing, car kind of number 47, Giorgio Sernagiotto. In its 37th, position on the grid Zach Robichon in number 16 Wright Motorsports Porsche 911 GT3R alongside him on row 19 Simon Mann in the Sebring winning number 21 car the AF Corsa Ferrari 488 GT3 Russell Ward the best qualifier overall this season in GTD will start in the 35th position in car number 57 that's the windward racing Mercedes AMG GT3 alongside the Porsche 911 GT3 R for FAF Motorsports. The uh, champion elect in GTD Pro starting driver uh, was uh, the man who started on the overall pole last season at, here one year ago and won the race. That'll be Felipe Nasser, back in the 34th position this time around. Ahead of him on the grid, Stephen McAleer going for the championship in GTD in number 32, Team Kortoff Motorsports Mercedes-AMG GT3, alongside a similar car running in the Pro-Class, WeatherTech Racing number 79, Maximilian Buke. Richard Highstand will start car number 12, the Vasser Sullivan Lexus RC-F GT3, alongside the heart of racing team Aston Martin Vantage GT3, the GTD car car number 27, Roman DeAndris, the championship leader, coming into this weekend. Jaden Conwright will start car number 42, the NTESSR Lamborghini Huracan GT3, alongside the similar car of Carban with Peregrine Racing. Car number 39 is Robert McGinnis. Two GTD Pro cars alongside each other on row 14. That's Antonio Garcia in car number 3, the Corvette Racing Chevrolet Corvette C8R GTD, alongside the Ferrari 488 GT3 of Ricci Competizioni. That's car number 62, James Collado. The second row in the GTD cars is a pro car for BMW M Team RLL, the BMW M4 GT3 of Jesse Krohn, that's car number 25, alongside the pole sitter in GTD, third overall on the grid in GT cars, car number one, Paul Miller Racing BMW, that would be Madison Snow. The front row of GT, that's all GTD Pro. The second of the heart of racing team Aston Martin Vantage GT3 is car number 20. Three is Alex Rieberas, but on the pole position for the seventh time in his career is Jack Hawksworth in kind 14, the Vassar Sullivan Lexus RCF GT3. Moving on to LMP3 cars, 21st on the grid will be Anthony Mantella in kind 76, the AWA Duquesne D08. One row forward it's two Ligier JSP. 320s for performance tech motorsports in car number 38 is Dan Goldberg alongside him for junior three racing number three Ari Baylog, John Bennett the championship leader in LMP3 car number 54 for core autosport that's another Ligier alongside the Duquesne DO8 of AWA excellent qualifying run fourth on the grid in LMP3 for number 13 Ori Vidani. Uh, Jarrett Andretti will start the Andretti autosport Ligier that's car number 36 from the 16th position Alongside Malta Jakobsen from Denmark in car number 33 for Sean Creech Motorsport, another Ligier. On the pole position in LMP3, another Ligier. His first pole position, an excellent qualifying run in yes- yesterday for car number 74. The Riley Motorsports Ligier uh, from the, the Netherlands is Kai van Berlo. Moving on to LMP2, Dwight Merriman in car number 18, that's the era motorsports entry. All of these LMP2 cars are Orica 07 chassis with the Gibson engines. Row sixth on the grid is Henrik Hedman for Dragon Speed USA, that's car 81. Alongside the number eight, the championship leader is John Ferrano in, uh, for Tower Motorsports. Third on the grid in LMP2, car number 52, Ben Keating for PR1 Matheson Motorsports. Uh, second on the grid, Dennis Anderson in number 20 for high-class racing, and it was super tight amongst the top three. But on the pole position, we've already heard from him, that's Stephen Thomas in number 11 for PR1 Matheson Motorsports. His fifth pole position and he's third in 2022. And now the top seven on the grid, they are all DPI cars. The car that started on the pole position one year ago is the number 31 Wheeland Engineering Racing Cadillac DPI. Uh, the uh, this year it will start in 7th position and that's Pipo Durrani at the wheel Row 3, Ko- Kamui Kobayashi in the sister car run by Action Express Racing the Ally Cadillac, car number 48 this is a Japanese driver ex from Formula 1, Kamui Kobayashi alongside Sebastian Bourdais in car number zero 01 for Cadillac Racing another Cadillac DPI one more Cadillac for JDC Miller Motorsports that's car number 5, Tristan Vautier starting on the outside of the second row and the uh, the uh, Championship leader coming into this weekend is Ricky Taylor in car number ten for Conicum and Minolta. That's the Acura ARX 05. The front row of the grid, well, we've got an Acura and a Cadillac. Second on the grid, though, is the Cadillac. For Cadillac Racing, car number 02 is Earl Bamba. And on the pole position, the third time this year, brilliant running qualifying in a super exciting session yesterday afternoon. For Meyer Shank Racing with Kerb Agajanian, in at Acura car number 60, the starting driver, the pole sitter, is Tom Blomquist
2: we spoke to just a little bit earlier on with uh, Nick Dierman in our Michelin Countdown to Green. It's high noon on the 1st of October, 2022. 25 years ago, uh, s- slightly less of me was standing here wondering what this race was going to be all about and thinking, is this man called Dr. Don Panos uh, is he really on something here or will this last a year? Well, he was on something, wasn't he? Dr. Don, thank you very much indeed for what you've given us in the last 25 years. Uh, not just to the fans, but all of us have been involved in one way, shape or form as we're moving uh, out of this era of... Endurance Racing here at IMSA and into a new one for 2023. Still championships to be decided here. We'll keep you up with that. Michelin Endurance Challenge as well, of course, with points to be earned at various times through the race. So that's something we're going to have to keep an eye on in our... uh, uh, Porsche keys to the race, Jeremy, because we do see sometimes that, that for who, the, for the teams for whom it's important, it's very important, and they might go off strategy to be at the front of their particular class uh, when those points are handed out uh, for Michelin Endurance Cup. Uh, and uh, and that's, yeah. that is something that they can do, go off strategy a wee bit.
10: Yeah, they can indeed. It'll be at uh, the four-hour mark, the eight-hour mark, and the uh, uh, and the conclusion of the race What uh, points will be... Uh, awarded in the uh, Michelin Endurance Cup, and it's very tight in all four classes. So there's been a lot of strategy played out at those junctures in the race.
2: Um... Track position important here, uh, and Wentilla Racing have got a decision to make about those tyres. I think they keep the points and take whatever they need to do to keep that car safe.
10: That's what they've done. Yet yeah, they're electing to start from that third position on the grid, even though they all the four tyres were flat, spotted with that spin for Ricky Taylor in qualifying yesterday at Turn Five. He was a dramatic moment. He did. Uh, he was lucky, mm. probably not to not to to do a lot more damage to that car. But, to, yeah, they're going to start on those tyres. Uh, they're allowed to change one under the regulations, um, but if you change more than that, you'd have to start from the back and you would lose your qualifying points, as you were suggesting there, John. So they've elected to start with what they've got, mm-hmm. bar one, and most likely we will see that car into the pits at the end of uh, either as they come to green or
2: the end of lap 1. I've written down championship here, obviously we're going to decide some but also that means that uh, for the guys involved in the championship and as we were hearing from the Shank Acura team they're not fighting the Cadillacs for the championship that's something that has to be thought about in a in a mental capacity by everybody in the race, not just those involved.
10: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, the only two cars in DPI that can win the championship are the number 10 and number 60, the two Acuras. Yesterday, with that pole position, they already wrapped up the manufacturer championship for Acura. So that's a big feather in their cap, particularly for the number 60 car. But basically, whichever one finishes ahead of the other in the race today, as long as it's not the final two positions, uh, wins the championship. So it's nice and clear, cut, cut even with all the, the different points scenarios that coming into the weekend and with the qualifying points awarded as well, uh, it's, it's pretty clear whichever one finishes ahead of the other. So that is going to be each of those teams' focus. Uh, winning a race would be great, but they want to win the championship and that is the bigger picture.
2: I always say this, no penalties. We'll just leave that hanging there. And get to the dark is my final key to the race. Sunset is 19.19. 19 minutes past seven tonight It is when the official Sunset is wow wow and that gets dark very quickly as we saw on thursday evening wherever you are around the circuit on 98.1 fm on sirius xm two zero seven, or around the world here on rs2 part of the radio shore limited network of channels 25 years of broadcasting from this spot the building around us has changed the track has changed uh, in its infrastructure but not in its layout time to go live in sound and vision if you're outside the us go to imso click on live video will bring the biggest community of endurance racing fans together around the world it's the 25th motel Le monde, and it's next live here on the radio show limited network